0: critical of our own voices i do
1: think the content was good though like i felt like it was definitely like some, some good facts some good tips
2: especially the egg fact
1: yeah that was the best one that you can make away i feel a lot of people didn't actually nothing did not know that microwave egg. well now you know and if you don't know
2: now you know all
0: right hello and welcome to water mouth the show that talks about fitness nutrition and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so Uh, Today we're just gonna freestyle it. I'm your host Michael and I'm joining my two gym besties, Cassie and Ashley. Welcome to the show guys.
1: Hey, nice. Thanks for having us.
0: It's like the first time in like three weeks. I haven't totally fucked up the uh, intro.
1: But me and Cassie talk over each other every single time to say hi. (laughs) Hello.
2: Just like that. Hello.
0: Yeah, let's start with the pod wad since we were freestyling it. We've only done half of it.
1: (laughs) I was not thrilled with the idea of running three miles. And then I've been doing like the reach the beach challenge our that, uh, our gym is doing and every Friday or every Wednesday, there's weight vest Wednesday and part of it is running. So I thought I was going to be like prepared for this run. When I really thought about it, I was like, that's okay. I can do it. Cause I ran a mile last Wednesday. And like, Cassie, you did the weight vest workout with me where it was like, I don't know how many meters we ran, but it was a lot of meters. And I was not prepared for a three mile run.
2: Yeah, it was not fun. I'm supposed to run a half marathon in, I think, May. And just those three miles was enough <laughs> for me. So I don't know how this is going to go.
0: That being said, because three miles is like long enough to where you can't sprint it and it be over with, but it's like short enough to where like you can usually, if you're in some level of fitness, just go do it. So it's kind of like the shittiest distance <laughs> in that instance. How did you guys like feel like you did?
1: I
2: PR'd I got the fastest I've ever done three miles
1: well that means I probably PR'd too because so me and Cassie took off at the same time my goal was to be 30 minutes to just be around the 30 minute mark and I surpassed that uh the only reason being is like my watch didn't start tracking so I had no idea how far I had run or how long it had been and I saw Cassie turn around and I was like oh this must be halfway but she was like no it's not halfway Like my phone's going to die. So I want to be, you know, closer to the end point um, where we're finishing in case it does. So I just had to chase her for three miles. And Cassie's like cardiovascular system is, is superior to mine. So at one point I was literally, I was just, as long as I can keep her in my eyesight, I was like, I can see where she turns around and where she runs. Um, But there was like tears, like streaming down my face as I'm trying to keep up with her. And I just wanted to walk so badly. I just wanted to take a breath Um, but I couldn't because then I would lose sight of Cassie and I knew I would have to run the three miles again because I was not going to be okay with not finishing it and I never want to do that again so Cassie that was uh, my IPR as well and that was all because of you so thank you
2: you were very close to me when I turned around I was like wow I didn't realize she was that close because I could hear your foot's your feet stomping and then I didn't hear it for a long time And then when I turned around, I was like, oh, she's right
0: there. It's amazing how much you can like push out for how long when you're chasing someone. That's something I would do when we were doing them in the Marine Corps, was I would find someone I knew that was slightly faster than me and just try to keep up. That was usually a good way to pace it. I did better than I thought I was going to do, too. I was definitely certain because I don't run anymore. I was was certain I was going to run slower than 30 minutes. And I came in on 29 on the dot. Which would not pass a Marine Corps uh, PFT, but I'm not in the Marine Corps anymore. So it is what it is. And I believe nobody thought I was going to come in an under 30. Is that correct? <laughs>
2: yeah, Catherine and I were talking about it. And I was like, what's the over under that Clef, uh finishes under 30? And she's like, it's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I actually thought you were going to beat us all. I really did because you trained for that half marathon or the marathon. Um, and I didn't take into account like how long ago that was, I guess.
0: It's also a difference between distance and speed. Like Even then, I, I probably I probably ran today's three miles faster than I would have if I ran just three then. They're two totally different races and the training is different. I would always come out so much slower. I wanted when I was training for the marathon to always look like I could just stop and hang out with someone. Like I didn't want that death look ever because if you have that early on, it's just, it's a bad day. Whereas this, I had my watch and it was, and it had the GPS and the pace. And so I could just look down at my wrist and my goal was just to keep my pace at all times under 10. And the first mile came in and I was like, just over nine. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Let's see if we can hold this. And and I didn't. It slowed down a little bit, but I was still under 10 each time. And that last one, because I was close, I was able to like push it out just a little bit harder. I was pretty happy with it. Uh, I actually didn't hate it. I was expecting to just hate the whole the whole half hour we were running. But it wasn't just that either. We also had pull-ups. I have to say, like I know both of you work on your pull-ups. I know they've been sticking points in the past. I was... Highly impressed with what you guys were able to knock out.
1: Thanks, Michael. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, shout out to Ashley because she's been working strict pull-ups for like, what, a year? And she blew us all out of the
0: water. Those pull-ups were so gorgeous that they did not look like someone who struggled with pull-ups in the past. Which I guess makes sense since you work on them all the time. But you've talked on the show how much pull-ups have been a struggle for you. And then like the 10 most perfect pull-ups came out of you as we were like starting and on that shitty thick bar that we found
1: <laughs> that bar was a little scary because at one point I was like oh I could do more I just need to switch my grip around because you were like you can start standard and then switch to like the supine grip or the chin-up grip but your feet just can't touch the ground so my, my goal was 10 strict and then to turn my hands around and I actually did try it at the gym one day and I was like that's not too bad um but that Thick ass bar, man. I was afraid. That was that was a scary time.
0: Ten was maxing out points anyway, so you wouldn't have even had to do it.
1: Yeah,
2: pointless.
1: Pointless. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, that was good. That was good though. I think I do think if there was like a thinner bar, you probably could have gotten more. I probably could have gotten more. But you know, it is what it is.
0: I mean, you can always come into the gym and do them fresh. Just one quick set. It's not gonna burn you out.
1: I'm good. We did enough. I need a rest day. I need a rest day like really bad. And I've fallen into the cycle of uh, making up excuses to not take one. It's, it has caught up with me. And I think that was part of the reason why the run, I was crying on a three mile run. And I think it just started with like, you know, fresh, I went into the gym Monday, you know, Tuesday was Ollie. So I do the class and then I do Ollie. And then Wednesday has been weight vest Wednesday, which used to be a day I would take off sometimes. But now I'm doing like. They trick you too. So they're weight vest workouts that are supposed to be like Murph training, but they're definitely like the last one I did was like 75% of Murph. And then Cassie, the one me and you did was just a ton of running. That was far more than two miles in that workout uh, in the rain, in our weight vests. Then Thursday is Ollie. So I come in and I do like the wad and then Ollie. And then Friday we did the the run and I'm not going to miss partner wad Saturday. And then Sunday I go in and do skill work. Uh, and it starts all over again. So I need to be a little bit more intentful about picking and sticking to a rest day. I've just been enjoying the wads a lot lately, like especially the Thursday dips and uh, rope climbs and handstand pushup work. I need to chill a little bit. I think.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few people listening who are like the last place I have FOMO is the gym, but I understand you see it and you're like, Oh, I want to do that. I don't want to miss out on that. But I mean, they'll come around. There's always going to be workouts. I understand where you get at. I often get into the habit of coming in too many times or not wanting to like miss out on something. Uh, Also, as you had said, when we showed up at the, at the, the trail, you probably weren't the best nourished at the moment. No. That also makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I actually, I mean, I guess it goes hand in hand a little bit with like what we talked about last week, but Michael, you were there at Ollie on Thursday when I was talking to Jeremy and I was like, I just feel like I can't eat enough to recover anymore. My maintenance calories two years ago were like 1700 and I think they're honestly closer to like 2200 now, which, you know, I like to cook and like eat at home. So it's been hard to, to just reach that. And I think I need to be a little bit more intentful. And then days I go into work, like there's very strict parameters on when and where you can actually eat at work. Um, And to be honest, I don't want to take my mask off in a school full of children who have been, you know, we have kids that'll fly down to Florida and then come back and like the next day they're in school. Um, So with COVID and everything, like it was just, I was living off coffee and Diet Pepsi. (laughs) Um, So that was my fuel for that run. So the Froyo was, oh, I thought about that all day.
2: Yeah, that was on point. That was a
0: good find. Also, like, that was totally by accident. It was because Leo started peeing his pants. He was like, Dad, I got to go. And I was like, You just got to hold it till someone comes back. And then he's like, Dad, it, it's coming. And I was like, Oh, man, uh, everyone's running right now. So we just grabbed every bag we could. And I don't know the dude's name, but, or I don't even remember the Froyo name place, but shout out to them because I walk in with my hands full and two kids. And I was like, Yo, is it cool if we use your bathroom? <laughs> and he was like oh yeah yeah go ahead.
2: Yeah that kid was really nice. So the pro yo kid was like laughing at my jokes which was totally they totally were not funny. So thank you to him. You made the sale.
0: So like in other news we murdered a uh, a new person today. That was um that was delightful.
1: I was just going to say that goes a little bit hand in hand cuz uh when I saw her show up I tried really hard to be like hi, like, oh, you must be Michael's friend. It's so nice to meet you. Which is funny because um, that was the
0: first time she met me. <laughs>
1: Michael's friend, he doesn't know. <laughs> now you're my friend. Let's be best friends.
0: I told Kyle afterwards that we either, like, scared her to never come back or she felt extremely welcomed.
2: Uh, I hope it was the second one and a little bit of the first one. No, no, she was she was good. I partnered up with her. She was fun.
1: She was doing it. I saw her moving. And it's nice to see like a new person come in, especially on a Saturday, because I think there's a little bit more of a like chill and like fun feel. Um, it's not very competitive.
0: I think those are from uh, eyes that are, how do I put it? I'm going to look for the right word. Because I have to disagree with you based on her feedback.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm curious. What was your feedback? She
0: said that everyone seemed like they were in really good shape and that they were doing a lot. And then I realized that's because everyone who's there, like Saturday people aren't the people who are just trying to get the workout in and get, get home. Right. We're the people who like authentically enjoy this. We're doing it with our friends and our significant others. Right. Like you're partnering up, like you're strategizing. And if you think about who's there at nine, they're all regulars who never miss a beat. Right. Uh, that being said, that means like we're, we're used to the system where we're all vets. We know what we're doing and it gets heavier, right? And it's probably more of a butt kicker than Monday, uh, Sunday through through Friday. That being said, I would also argue that we're probably the friendliest crowd because we're all comfortable and it's more like community at that point.
1: I think maybe that's the feeling I get more on a Saturday. Maybe that's what it is. Like, it's fun to me because we all kind of get to chat and, I love a good partner workout, although it was very funny because Malcolm was doing one of the clean clean and jerks and his hands lifted. and he punched himself in the face today. Like I thought it was the bar, but it was just like his hands. So it was like a good moment. I used to do the Saturdays back before like I really, really knew anybody or had like a lot of friends at the gym. It was more like a casual, hi, how are you? But I would always partner with like a new person. That kind of helped me because it was, we would kind of go off their pace and I would do a scaled version of it. And it was, it was fun. And as I started getting better, like I would do closer to RX and closer to RX and, you know, have the new person kind of scale. And I will say one time I partnered with this guy who was just like, not, he was new. He was like, it was like his first class, just finished fundamentals. And he just like would not listen to the coach about how to scale the workout. And he kept insisting, like we could use the same bar. And he's like, well, it's the girl's weight, so it's okay. Like, I can do it. And I think it was like 100. It was like 100 pounds or 105 pounds and a lot of running. It was a pretty heavy workout, but it, it could have been really fun. Um, so, and it was partner. Like, one person would go run, then the other person would go run. So, one time he went out to run and he just never came back. He left.
0: He left? <laughs>
1: like, yeah, he left. He left oh my- the gym. And he never came back. So like after a couple of minutes of waiting, I went out and looked for him. and He was nowhere to be found. Uh, and it was Mary was the coach.
0: That's <laughs> absolutely but... amazing. Like, that actually makes me happy because that's a different type of person. That's a person who gives zero fucks. Like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> like he left his partner in a workout. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like it was just him. Like he left another person. I think you
2: emasculated him that he was like, I can't do this anymore.
1: I I do think, honestly, that was part of it. Because he really insisted that he should do the same weights as Mason's. I was doing the women's weights. And I was like, well, a clean is a technical skill. Like, you can be strong as, you know, strong as heck. And if you don't understand the mechanics of a clean, 105 pounds is very heavy.
0: Yeah, like, there's just a lot of nuances. Like, just the way you pull, the way you catch, like, you can make or break the lift itself.
2: Even your mental game can really break it. I almost hit 105 because I just got into my head a little bit. I missed it. Like Mary told me I had it. And she was like, you had
1: it. You were underneath it. Oh, that was your snatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You did almost have that.
2: I almost had my own snatch.
1: <laughs> your highly technical lift. <laughs> yes. My highly technical lift. Part of the reason I can I've been coming back to Ollie and I've been working on snatches more as we're doing uh, the DC throwdown.
0: The capital throwdown.
1: Well, we're, we're maybe doing, yeah, capital throwdown, maybe we're doing it. Uh But to do Rx, like they recommend your one rep snatch be like 105. And I think the most I've done since I've like come back successfully uh, and something that would probably be counted would is around like 90, 95 pounds. I will say taking Jeremy's Ollie class, like those clean and jerks we did today, like I split jerk them all because I was like, this is amazing. This is so much easier, but it's but it was all Jeremy. Like, that really wasn't me. That was Jeremy.
0: <laughs> I actually don't like the Capital Throwdown. I did it last year. I didn't care for it.
1: I mean, I was I was not tired
2: after it. Because I don't usually get tired with partner wads. I get sufficient rest. I,
0: Weird flex. Weird flex.
2: I know. What really bothered me was that RX and Scaled, the only real difference was 10 pounds heavier for thrusters. And American versus Russian kettlebell swings, but everything else was basically the same.
0: There's two main reasons why I won't do it this year. The first one is last year's programming was just like, we're just going to make you do burpees and thrusters, like almost every workout. That's what it was like some variation of the two. Not only is that really boring, but those are like everyone's least favorite. Like, okay, think of something else. That was number one, but that was even tolerable. Like I could probably get past that. The second one was what you guys were saying, like the recommendations. We had somebody on our team who was really nervous about doing this, about signing up. And based on the recommendations, she was perfectly fine. But then when the workouts came out, she couldn't do the like lift the weights because they just they said one thing and then they programmed another And then when we emailed them about it, they were like doubled down. They're like, well, you can use a lighter weight, but you're going to be in last place. So then not only did we show up, but because we had to scale down for it, we were just like dead last and everything, which just kind of ruined the fun. And it was just like, they did not take any care in the scaled version. So I just, I'm not interested in that like event at all. Yeah.
1: And actually something, uh, I was actually just complaining a little bit earlier. Um, I've been watching the Festivus leaderboard, leaderboard is up. I don't know if you if you have seen that.
0: Oh yeah, you guys came in first for the second wad.
1: But I mean, there's only four teams for women's scaled. So for those of us, so for those of you who don't know, we did Festivus two weeks ago. Festivus is you know Festivus for the rest of us. It's supposed to be a scaled competition, so there's scaled and intermediate, and the scaled is supposed to be basically like if you're pretty new to CrossFit, it's your first competition. Um, our team registered scaled because Kaylin just had a baby. I just came off a bad back. Catherine probably shouldn't have been scaled, but she was part of our team. So, and then there's intermediate, which is, you know, they still say no fire breathers. So you're really not supposed to be like able to hulk out on Festivus Intermediate. Michael, your team, I kept saying, I was like, I'm glad you guys are doing it, but you're really on the edge.
0: I don't know. We're currently in last place.
1: Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm so angry about that. And this is my complaint with Festivus every single year, every single year, you can't like, and I get it. The people who, who program Festivus, like it's not their fault, but I think you get a lot of these people who enter Festivus knowing they're going to win because they're so, so far beyond what they're supposed to be to do these competitions. that it's just kind of ridiculous. Like, And I like the, like the recommended one rep maxes for men's intermediate, you guys were all like pretty much there, right? They were like, if you can do more than this, you shouldn't register, but you were all like right, kind of right in there. Um, So to me, like you're on the precipice of being able to do it. So it was like, okay, like acceptable. But to see you guys who are so strong, watching you guys do the ground overhead was insane. Like, Michael, you were straight up like bam, 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 like snatching that, like for reps, uh, without breaking. And I'm sorry, you're gonna tell me teams that are doing more than you guys are. That are Louis did what a thousand unbroken wall balls that are doing more than you guys are, are should be participating in Festivus.
0: Yeah, I didn't that's have to do a my, single that's wall my ball rant
1: for today's podcast. If you're gonna register for a competition, register fairly, don't be an asshole.
0: Yeah, we were definitely wondering we almost didn't register actually like we we had a few conversations where we discussed is this fair and we decided to do it and then when we all did it that day we had fun but every time someone was like man you guys you guys killed that uh part of me was like damn do we belong here you know like i appreciate the compliment but are we are we ruining it but now that i see the leaderboard I don't feel bad at all. We're getting our asses handed to us.
2: Look, I don't think that you guys killed it.
0: Thanks.
2: (laughs) Does that make you feel better?
0: It does make me feel better.
2: You're welcome. As the person judging you, I judge you the
0: hardest. And I, you know what? You did a great job because we didn't get docked for a single thing.
2: For real. I really messed up on like the first wad.
0: (laughs) From what I understand, they docked points from everyone else. We submitted all ours. They didn't give us a single penalty.
1: And I think we only lost I think we only lost one point. I don't think we lost very much. I think it was just one workout. So you did a great job, Judge Cassie.
0: We we tried really hard to make sure everything was um was legitimate. Uh, and obviously, you know like when you're in the heat of it, you'll have no reps just because that's just natural, but we tried very hard to not have no reps. So I'm I'm pretty happy that we that anytime we had no rep, we we called it out on ourselves or Cassie called it out on us.
2: Oh, you know, I called it out.
1: Six, six.
2: That's how I know <laughs> rep you.
1: There was actually a few times that, uh, on the wall balls, I was afraid cause I would, the camera was behind me. So looking at the back of me doing wall balls, but it like wouldn't actually hit the target. It would just go as high as the target. So I did a couple extra just in case they wanted to dock us points. I was like, Nope, two, you know, two extra. And I'll actually make sure it touches the target. Um, And it was so fun. Like it was so fun. I love doing competitions. It's definitely a different, a different kind of feel and, and the energy is great. And it's the only thing I think I've ever experienced that might be close to a runner's high. Is that adrenaline? It's fun. I'm excited. I'm excited for Malcolm and I to do syndicate. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm not going to, I'm so sad. I'm not going to be here because that's like the syndicate series sounds amazing. No, you know, no high technical gymnastics movements. And no sink, you know, no super heavy barbells, just grunt work. That's like all we've ever done. (laughs) If
2: anybody knows me and they know that I just love to move objects from here to there. So this is my jam and running with extra weight. That's my jam.
0: I told my ride or die that I'll do it if she does it. And she said, we're doing it. So. Uh, you know what's something interesting? Because it's, I guess this loosely ties in. I haven't really run, right? And I haven't really done a lot of that a lot of that running stuff that we recently were talking about. But I have been, and I haven't actually been doing that much CrossFit either. I've just been focusing on lifting, but I got faster. I'm wondering if I'm doing like just enough CrossFit that I don't re- lose any metabolic conditioning, but I'm getting stronger. I think it's happening, but I'm not quite sure.
1: That sounds
2: like a legitimate theory. You do CrossFit at least once a week with these pod wads.
0: And so actually I do CrossFit at least twice a week because I'll do a pod wad and I'll do um, partner wad Saturday.
2: Yeah. So there you go. Your theory blown, blown, <laughs> blown.
0: Do we have Done. anything else that we want to talk about? That's like, uh...
2: there's something I want to talk about. All two of our avid listeners know that 21 or no 20.1 which is the 10 rounds of the eight ground overheads and 10 burpees over the bar, bar facing burpees. I defeated my white whale and I beat it. Whoa.
0: Oh, I, uh, I also did get the power lifting is dumb, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah.
0: Which I'll, I'll insert it right. Man. I'll insert it right here. When I edit it, power is dumb, man, <laughs> power lifting and, is dumb. Is not a, it's not views held by wad of mouth. It's strictly Matt Tittman.
1: <laughs> we all power lift.
0: <laughs> I do everything. I just do whatever I want to do.
1: You know what though? I do? Uh, I guess the only thing, if we're looking for a little bit more content, uh, Michael, to kind of talk about what you were saying that like you, you were, you know, a little, you feel like you've done the right amount to maintain your fitness for this run um, and to do well on it. I know I get caught up in, if I'm not doing everything all the time, I'm going to lose this piece of my, my fitness and it'll go away forever. The, you know, last week we talked about doing the cleans and I met my clean one rep max was the same as a year and a half ago without working on cleans, like ever at all, because I was broken. And I completely contribute that to like all of the workouts I've done, like with you, Cassie. And just like maintaining some semblance of general fitness. Um, But I think that's something a lot of people try to serve multiple masters and, you know, do, I'm going to do Ollie and I'm going to do the classes and then I'm going to do, you know, bodybuilding because I want to look this certain way. (laughs) And uh, I think people get afraid if they're not doing everything all the time that they're going to fall behind instead of kind of realizing the years and years and years of process that go into build like building an engine building the strength building the technique and understanding there's going to be like seasons kind of seasons of life for that i was talking to somebody in one of the uh, diet template groups that was like having this poor woman was like legitimately having a mental breakdown she's like i'm doing a cut and i just can't lose weight and you know I'm not looking the way I want to look and uh, I'm following it to a T and my meal adherence is perfect. And like, I went to her profile just to get a quick, quick peek. And man, this girl is so skinny. (laughs) She was like, so, so lean, you know, so, so tiny. Uh, So I commented, I was like, accept that this is not like, you're not in the right season for a cut right now. Like that's not going to be where you need to be. You need to get a little uncomfortable. And I was like, take a year in bulk and do maintenance and like, just kind of be normal, live your life. I was like, and cut next year. And do all, do all the things you find. Cause she was like, I don't even want to work out anymore. Like my kids, I don't see my kids. Cause I'm just trying to get extra carbs at each meal. So I'm running all the time. So I can get extra carbs at each meal. It's like, well, that's just sounds straight up miserable.
0: Also seems like ass backwards, to be honest. You, the more you run, the more your body's going to adapt to it. The harder you're going to fight.
1: Well, and that's where she was. Like, it was really, it was actually very sad. And like a lot of the comments were like, just, you know, trust the process and I was like, this sounds like a little bit of a fucked up process. Um, and you're just not in the right place for this piece of this process. So if you're if you're in this forever, like you're not in it to look good in your bikini for the month of July and then not move again until next June, I think kind of accepting that there's different seasons of training, different seasons of what you're going to look like, different seasons of if you're going to be strict with your food or not is is pretty important. And I was just thinking about that a lot the last couple of days. Um, And like I said, I think that circles back to myself with not getting enough recovery. Like I've been able to do whatever I want and I need to stop doing everything I want. Did you say that she was trying to run? She was like following like the lifting templates like in the morning and then she would because she wouldn't like wouldn't give her enough carbs because you have to earn your carbohydrates, which is a whole nother disorder. No. No, Um, no, You don't ever need to earn, earn food but I carbs are your fuel people to all two of our
2: listeners carbs are your fuel
1: <laughs> and then uh
2: protein is your recovery
1: yeah she's like i like my kids miss me at bedtime because instead of putting them to bed i'm like running back to the gym so i could try to burn off some extra calories and people were literally like don't put your workouts into the app so it doesn't give you more carbs so that way you can lose you'll just lose the weight faster and like when i looked at this woman i was like i i've been you I've been you. I've done the crash and burn when I'm too skinny. I was like, but just, man, that bulk life is such a better life. Such a better life to live.
0: This actually is a really good segue for a point that I wanted to bring up. I was actually just going to mention this like as something I'm looking forward to, but you just inadvertently set me up beautifully. So thank you. So. I have been listening to this podcast called Mind Pump. It's great content. And I really love these dudes. They're always giving away free shit. They're personal trainers. They're always giving away free information, free content. And like, there is something to be said for free. But when you give out good free content and you're not like trying to make a buck, I'm more likely to actually give you money for other things, right? And one of those things is one of the hosts wrote a book and it hasn't come out yet. It's still pre-ordered, which is a good thing I looked this up because I just realized the pre-order ends soon and there's a, like a sale, like a really good sale if you pre-order it. So I'm going to buy it before it comes out. But it's called The Resistance Training Revolution, The No Cardio Way to Burn Fat and Age-Proof Your Body in Only 60 Minutes a Week. And it sounds like clickbaity or whatnot. I think if you actually read the book... Which I haven't yet, but I'm inclined to believe that it's actually not. Hey, look at how easy it is! You know, this is the simple thing you need to do, and it actually talks about more about physiology. I'm very excited to purchase this book and read it. Actually, uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's um, by Sal De Stefano. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, but the main point of it is: is you should be lifting weights, lifting heavy, doing resistance training to build muscle. So your body burns. So your metabolism raises and you have more calories to eat a day, right? Like without worrying about weight gain. And the the way it has been, he has mentioned it on the show, is think about like investing your money. People say you want your money to work for you. This is making your body work for you. Like invest in building the bigger body so you don't have to go do the cardio and the hard stuff that your body will adapt to. That's just it in a nutshell. I just wanted to plug that book because I think it's going to be a good one. Maybe not even plug it. I just want to read it. (laughs) I'm excited for it.
1: You've talked about that podcast a lot. And I did, uh, I listened to an episode they did the other day. um, And I really, I just loved it. I agreed with their philosophy. I like the way they think and talk about fitness. I love that they don't have, because I listened to, um, I have a friend that did 45 hard, right? Or 75. And there's there's some, there's some things about it I liked. It's not for me. I it's not something that's for me. And actually, uh, I, I like I said, the gym was doing the reach the beach challenge, and there's parts of it I had to like opt out of because it got it got disordery for me. Like I've had issues around like restrictions with food in the past, and I've had no issues since I did that bulk and have realized like food isn't good or bad. Food is just food. You know, it's fine. I haven't had the binging issues, but one of it one of the things was like no sweets. Um, and I think that's fine for a lot of people. I think there are people who mentally are okay with that. Um, and of course, when I talked to her, I was like, look, I just can't do this piece. She was like, absolutely no problem. We'll find something else for you to substitute and to earn your points for that part, which was very cool. But on the on the Mind Pump episode uh, podcast, right? Mind Pump? Yeah, Mind Pump. Yeah, yeah. I just, they seem to have a lot of that, like, you know, make this something that is, that works for your life, that works for you. Um, and when I listened to the 75 hard podcast, man, that guy was just like, if I did this, you can do this. And I have no, I have negative body fat and I push the sled out in the rain. And I'm like, not everybody wants to do that. Like, and that's okay. You're not a worse person for it. This is not that kind of workout. And that kind of lifestyle is not for everybody. Um, and it's not healthy for everybody. So when you see other people that maybe like, I don't have kids. Like I can spend a couple hours in the gym every day if I want to. Like I have a lot of free time. Uh, so like maybe there's people I can work out more than and I can focus more on my recovery then. But like if I had kids, I imagine I might want to spend more hours with them, <laughs> raising them to be good humans.
0: But that's not even it. Like what he's trying to tap into is motivation. And the problem with tapping into motivation is motivation is very fleeting and it burns very hot. You're going to be motivated. You're going to go do what you want to do. And you're actually more likely to overdo it. So then you won't want to do it again. And that's not what you want to do. You actually need to slow down and turn it into easy habits. It needs to feel like you actually didn't do anything when you start. Like you go in, you lift for 15, 20 minutes and you fucking leave. And you'll leave and you'll be like, I didn't do anything today, but you're not burnt out. So you can go back the next day and lift 15, 20 minutes. And after you get in the habit of that, it now can be a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, you know, like it might never even get up to an hour, but it like the habit of getting in there and getting some work done is what's more important than being like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill it today. That's fleeting, and that's bullshit. Like, uh, it might work for some people, but I I think for the majority of people, that type of motivation—like, we're not all what's that—that dude, uh, the crazy motherfucker who was in the seals. Do you guys know what I'm talking about?
2: I think I do. He's on YouTube, right? Yeah. He's got like a really normal name, like Rick or like David.
0: David Goggins. That's it. Thank you.
2: That's what it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're not all David Goggins. We all don't have that type of drive. And you know what? life would be pretty boring if we're all running out doing like real extreme shit also i think the shit he does is dangerous sometimes not sometimes a lot of the time
2: didn't he like hogtie himself and then jump in the water just so he could be like inspirational
0: yeah and that type of stuff like it it's so fleeting like that's not gonna get changed what's gonna get changed is making people comfortable to slow adaptation right that's why i don't like the 75 heart it also overloads people like, we're going to get you doing all these things a day. And if you don't, you're a fucking failure. Well, that seems, okay, 75 hard days. What happens after, what happens on day 76?
1: Well, I think the point, there, like, is after I listen to the podcast, I listen to it twice. And there are people who have success with it, right? There's people who, who maybe need that. I don't know. It's just not for me.
0: I'd question that definition of success, though. Yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, attack it. But are you talking about, like, they finish 75 days and that's success? Or 10 years, and now they're still, like, got. they have the body they want, and they're, like, it's perfect. Because I don't, I, I would doubt that that happens. I would doubt the long-term changes happen when you take it hard like that. Yeah. And maybe that's because I've seen it in my own personal life. Like, obviously, I don't have, I still have a lot to go, but I'm not, when I took it slow and started, like, I would definitely never thought I'd be the person who goes to a gym every day or cares about what he eats or weighs weighs, like, you know, his food before he eats it and logs it and all, and all this shit that I do. Right. I also didn't attack all of them at the same time. I started doing one thing. I got really good at it. And then I was like, you know, I'm not happy where I'm at. And then I added another thing. And I think that's the, like the better approach to something like this.
1: Yeah. There's two, there's two things. I think it has some, some merit for one is that I think it kind of shows you, like those are kind of the basic building blocks of what a healthy lifestyle is. Like drink water, move more, eat a little healthier. I like the idea of it. For me, just like you said, Michael, it's too extreme. I don't like anything that tells you you're a failure if you don't, if you miss one day or something. That's kind of where I get like, that's not my approach to things. But the thing I think it's supposed to do, or the goal, is to kind of create habits. And when I was listening to the Mind Pump podcast. I feel like they went about the same thing, but just in a little bit of a, I hate to say gentler, cause it's not like it needs to be gentler, a more approachable way for more people. Like if you create the habits of the lifestyle you want, you will have, you will have it. I mean, I didn't, I used to go to the gym by myself and I like kind of putzed around and whatever. I also like my whole life was very different and it wasn't the whole life I really wanted to be leading. And then when I started making those small changes that were achievable and maintainable, just like you said, they were just habits. So there's times I'll be like, and especially, you know, pre-COVID when I was driving home from work, uh, I would be like, oh, I have to stop home and get something after work. But I would just show up at the gym because it was just such a habit for me to go straight from work to the gym. (laughs) Like where there's times I'll wake up and I'll like, you know, I'll immediately be like, all right, time to go to the gym, you know, time to time to do this thing, time to go for a walk. And I'll be halfway around the block and I'll be like, oh, I didn't I mean, I'm, I'm running, you know, I'm running three miles later today. I didn't really need this to, like, get my steps in. Uh, but it's such a habit for me that it's just part of my daily routine.
0: I constantly bring my gym bag to work when I, on days where I don't need to.
1: But I think that's where you're going to find 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 the success is one finding things you actually enjoy. And like it would I'm not going to say I enjoy every minute of being at CrossFit. Like, I don't enjoy every minute of those workouts. I mean, Cassie, you got it on film. Like, I jumped up to do a rope climb. Like, I looked up. I was like, no. I just came back down. I was just like, I'm not doing this.
0: No, you bring up a very good point. And I'm I'm one who says a lot of times, like, I don't do anything I don't enjoy when it comes to, like, fitness. And when, even when it comes to, like, food, I don't eat anything I don't enjoy. But, like, enjoyment, it, I don't mean, like, everything that I put in my mouth or every exercise I do is something that I absolutely love. Like, the joke the running joke we have right now is the year of abs that I like constantly put off. Right. Like (laughs) I don't always do my abs, um, but I do go to the gym and I do do them. I'm not, I'm not spending like a hundred percent of my time in the gym doing things. I don't like I'm spending maybe 10, 15, 20 at max percent doing stuff. I don't like that. I know is good for me. The rest of that is stuff that I like to do and the reason I'm there. And I think if you look at it more like that way, like what is what is in here for me?
1: And there's stuff you're going to have to do that you don't want to do to reach a goal that's important to you. Like, and and that's outside of the gym too. Like, I love my job. Like, I love what I do so much. I love working with the kids I work with. I love being part of their lives. Like, I love coming up with, with ways to help them be independent and, and thrive. But I freaking hate the paperwork. I hate it. Like, and I will put it off for as long as I can and sometimes get in trouble.
0: I'll ignore some kids for some paperwork. Let's get that done.
1: (laughs) But, uh, you know, I always do it not because I want to, not because I enjoy it, but it's part of, it's part of something bigger that I want to be doing. Like if I don't ever do it, I'll lose my job. I also enjoy eating and having a place to live. Um, but I think people kind of almost need to look at fitness a little bit more in that, that grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, you're not always going to want to be there in that moment and you can leave. Like there's been times I've come to the gym and I was like, I'm going to kill it. Uh, I do the class and I'm I'm like, I'm not doing accessory today. I just don't, I just want to go home. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but sometimes you just got to do the things you don't want to do to achieve those bigger goals.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's one of the reasons why I do do abs. I, I hate doing abs, but I want to strengthen that course. So some other stuff gets done so I can do some other cool movements. But I also like I come in some days and I'm just like, eh, we're just lifting today. We're, we're going to have a bro session.
2: I do love my bro sessions.
0: Yeah, man. Like everybody
2: makes fun of me for my bodybuilding. But guess Curls what? For the girls. That's right. Guess what? I have better capacity because my muscles can handle it. So in your face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it is definitely not a sexy thing to be doing. Right. Sitting there and just. Well, maybe for us, we don't consider it sexy to be sitting there bodybuilding, right? But as I've gotten stronger, I have realized that mine doesn't seem like your endurance would go up, but it really does because you're not fatiguing yourself as much during like uh, during a workout, during a wad.
2: I mean, we've been hitting chest hard, actually.
0: The strength training, re- re- uh, was it the resistance training revolution? Sorry, Mr. Sal. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to get this. Uh, probably buy it once we end this call. We're getting kind of long now. So you guys have anything else you want to bring up? I think this freestyle went well.
2: I agree. Still happy. Still pumped about 20.1. In your face. 20.1. That was,
1: that was very fun. That was, that was a very fun. Uh, it was fun to watch you do it. And it was fun to be part of it. So I appreciate you being like, do you want to do this? Yeah, I dragged Ashley to do it. <laughs> I said, I was like, Ashley, do you want to do this wad with me? And she was like, sure. She's
0: like, no, nah, dog. <laughs>
1: I don't think I've ever said no to anything you wanted to do, <laughs> but I enjoy working out with other people and, yeah. and, you know, uh, son
0: of a bitch, I'm in,
1: <laughs> <yes>. Yep. <laughs> but that was, uh, when you texted me later and you were like, I recounted the reps, I rewatched it. I did it. I was like, I was more happy for you than like any PR I've ever gotten for myself.
2: <laughs> that was, that was fun. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm always, like, videotaping my wads. It's definitely not for, like, influencer purposes. Because I did that the other day. Dave asked me how many rope climbs I got during the Thursday wad, And I was like, I have no idea. And he was like, Oh, And I was like, so that's why I got it on video.
0: That's a good point. Because I didn't count my, my cleaning jerks today. And I was like... And Malcolm asked me. I was like, damn it. Like, I don't know. I did not have it on video.
2: Rookie mistake. Well... I'm still uh, inspired by the Brute Showdown, so I thought this week we could do a punt, pass, and kick competition with a football. I also have a rugby ball. I might just do the rugby ball because that's just easier. And 40-meter dash.
1: That's worse than a three-mile run.
0: I'm, I'm kind of excited about this because sometimes it's really hard to like factor in really long grinders that we like to give each other. And I'm going to really... Su- I probably won't be too tired after this because I just really suck. I'm not athletic. <laughs> I might be strong, but I'm not athletic.
2: <laughs> I might even throw in some cones. Something yeah. with cones. We
0: have cones, so we could bring Ooh. cones if you need cones.
2: Oh, perfect. I clearly blew everybody's mind with the whole eggs in the microwave thing. You're welcome, world.
0: I know. I like how you just sat quiet in the background through that whole pod drinking a white clog, yep, still empty and then you're like, yo, microwave fucking eggs, and I was like, that's that's awful but also it was the best part of the
2: pod I, <laughs> I don't speak up one, many times, but
0: when I do, I make it count. Email us at watermouth at gmail.com find us on Instagram at watermouth, you can send us a message either way, and uh, you can find my, my page at live laugh wad live underscore laugh underscore wad
1: you can uh find me at prep it real good i'll be doing meal prep well i guess this will be next week but it's always the same meal prep sunday um and i'll have some new i've had new few new recipes so check
2: them out all right and you can find me at Platty bro fitness he's platy i'm dude bro watch us work out